I'm going to be speaking and looking through three, if I have time, three characters from the scriptures. For somebody here, it's going to be absolutely prophetic for you. For some of that person, it's going to be an instruction. For some of that person, it's a preparation for what is ahead of you. And for some of that person, it's wisdom for you to manage yourself into a new season. A lot has been said at Richard 2023. But somebody, you need to walk what has been said into practical reality. If you care for a title, maybe I'll title this Faith Project. Faith Project. Can you help me tap your neighbor, ask your neighbor, what is your faith project? Tap your neighbor again, say, what is your faith project? It is a waste of time to be a Richard 2023 and you don't have a faith project. Don't be like Adam, the first man, the only character I've studied in the Bible uh, that is a big character without faith project is Adam. And it was not his fault. It was because he didn't have to believe God for anything to become an adult. He didn't even have to believe God for a wife. <laughs> they just brought it, brought Eve to him. And all he needed to do is just say, this is now the bone of my bone. You know, <laughs> if, I mean, you can imagine, God does say, it's not good for man to be alone. Adam never asked God. God, you know, just like Abraham in Genesis 15. Abraham went to meet, is this how you're going to be looking at me? <laughs> Put Genesis 15 from verse 1 on the screen for me. Abraham said, Bible says, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham saying, do not be afraid, Abraham. I'm your shield and your exceeding great reward. You know, last night, uh, Apostle Selman, uh, I mean, spoke on faithful and true. Yeah. The God that is faithful and true. In Genesis 15 and verse 1, God came to Abraham. And introduce himself to Abraham as his shield and his exceeding great reward. Why? Because Abraham had a faith project that has taken time. But in the case of Adam, <laughs> there was no faith project. God was just, you know, in the first instance, he, he, he started life as an adult. Nobody, you know, conk his head in primary school. You know, because some things will have woken up. You're, I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. Yeah. If you have passed through a certain process, some things will have been a regular part of you. You know, when you are going up, you're giving instructions. You should, you have your, your regular day-to-day -day things that you do. Like in my own house, I was in charge of sweeping my father's sitting room. And also, I make tea in the morning for everybody before we went, we went, it means that you have to wake up at a certain time and, and boil water and check whether all the tea things are available. That's only because if they are not available, you will chop cane because you are supposed to have checked it before. These are all the things that walk us into a particular mode because today you see Christians that behave like Abraham, I mean like Adam. It looks like you have not been trained up in a mode that gets you 
to believe God, work with God, cultivate your work with God so that it can produce tangible things. Are you still with me tonight? Adam was that kind of person that things were just happening for him. That's why when you check Hebrews 11, Adam's name was not there. <laughs> In the hall of fame for faith, yeah, Adam's name was not there. But it started with Cain and Abel. Abel was the first person to be mentioned. Hebrews 11 verse 4. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. These were the descendants of Abraham, I mean, Adam. But their father's name was not mentioned. Because he didn't have to trust God for anything. By faith, Abel. See, Hebrews 11 from verse 4 is full of faith projects. Everyone that was mentioned trusted God for something. Trusted God. See, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gift. And through it, he being dead still speaks. That is the effect of faith projects. Faith projects show your work with God is not only your testimony because it's true faith projects that God deepens our work with him. Some people think faith projects or you know it's just for you to have something to show. You know, so that everybody will know that God is still alive in your or God wants to use your testimony to bless other people. Yes. But any testimony that does not take you to the next level in the depth of your relationship with God has only brought material things into your life, it has not transformed who you are and positioned you for your next season. Yeah. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying today. Very important. It's very important. So, God came to Abraham in Genesis 15 and announced himself as his shield and his exceeding great reward. And when you go to Hebrews 11, as you read further down, as they talk about faith project, you will see Abraham's name mentioned. Yeah. And how he also waited. Look at that verse 8. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. See, in the case of Abel that we mentioned, his faith project was about giving what he would give to God. Abraham's faith, first faith project was obedience. Enoch's faith project was fellowship. Partnership with God, coin on here. That's that's you know, uh, there are faith projects that people had in Hebrews 11 that was about them being righteous. So somebody who is struggling with uh, a bad habit tonight, 
<laughs> you are leaving this place with a chain broken. Can I hear a better amen from you? In the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible talks about all these people and we see how God, you know, walk with them, take them through a project that will transform their lives and their generation forever. I mean, look at somebody like Noah. Noah's faith project was about preserving his family and in advantage preserving a generation for God. Somebody here, I'm speaking to you by the Spirit of God. There's an abandoned faith project that God wants to awaken tonight. <laughs> oh, say better, amen. Yeah. There's an abandoned project that God wants to reawaken tonight. Somebody, you have been at Richard for the last few days, but you can't really say that this is a game changer project, this faith thing, this thing that God wants me to invest myself into that will really be, bring the kind of change that I need for my next level. God is going to drop something in your heart tonight. You know, if you are here and all you are believing God for is a car, it's a faith project, but it's not really a faith project because it can, it can, it can, I don't know how to put this. It, there are certain things it cannot do. Yeah. When you're supposed to take four steps, that may just be one experience. If it will fast track you to begin to know God and trust him at a certain level, it can limit you. Because the whole idea of faith project is to deepen your knowledge of God. When you look at Abraham and everything that God had to take him through, especially by the time he got to his second faith project, which is to trust God for the fruit of the womb. By the way, I believe tonight that many people are taking delivery of babies. You know, there's a testimony in this church that my friend and I celebrate a lot that he's talked about many times of the triplets after they have waited nine years. What I'm sharing tonight, I got from a personal experience from my family, which I've shared with you. My older brother waited 25 years. In the 26th year, which was last year, we took delivery of a set of twins. Yeah. You know, and I was flying out to San Francisco for the dedication because they were abroad. When I was thinking deeply, you know, with mixed emotions and all kinds of things when this message came to me. And God said, I should challenge people to work with him with definite faith projects. Because there are questions I was asking my brother. One was, how did you cope? Because I remember in the last 10 or 15 years, January, I'll visit and I'll say, Edmond, what are we doing this year? Are you going to adopt? 
Are you going to, you know, this? Are you going to that? And he will look at me and say, let me talk to my wife. I'll get back to you. Yeah. Let me talk to my wife. I'll get back to you. Sometimes say, eh, we're praying about a decision. Where this. Yeah. <laughs> and all kinds of things happen through the process. But what climaxed this for me was when I got to the U.S. and we were having the child education. And you know I love to tell stories, so bear with me. <laughs> it's to cement somebody's understanding. And my sister-in-law was called to give a testimony at the Thanksgiving dedication. And when she grabbed the microphone, she knelt down and she was rolling on the floor and for the next maybe 40 minutes she was just talking and everybody had to understand yeah if you have not been where i've been don't stop me from talking yeah because our talk was from one story to the other yeah one thing the challenge god with is that we will have our own children we will use We'll walk by faith, we'll try medical, we'll try everything, but we'll have our own children. Yeah. And for somebody, what God is saying to you tonight, <laughs> it's not like it's going to be difficult for you to have children or to have, you know, a business or anything, is that he wants you to trust him. That's the message. Yeah. Because the question I ask or I had in mind to ask my sister-in-law, she gave the answer while she was giving her testimony. I was close to them, yet I didn't know that they had had 16 IVFs. Yeah. 16 IVFs in six countries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because they were just working in partnership. And it was whatever they felt peace with in their spirit that they did, notwithstanding what anybody is saying until God showed up. Somebody here, I've come to announce to you tonight, God has showed up. In the name of Jesus. It's showing up as your shield and your exceeding great reward. Why is he your shield? Because he has to shield you from the things that can take you away from the fullness of his will and his purpose. Why is he your exceeding great reward? Because sometimes people will ask you, why are some things delayed like this? Is it, I mean, did you offend Jesus or anything like that? God said, beyond what you are trusting me for, I want to be your reward. I want to be your reward. I want to be your reward. Is somebody following me tonight? Yeah. I want to be your reward. Because sometimes you are trusting God for some things and it looks like they are not coming. And if you judge God based on what has been delayed, you won't judge him faithful. Don't forget the theme for this year's recharge is the covenant keeping God. If you meet Abraham before God showed up to him in Genesis 15, 
and ask him, has God kept his covenant with you? If you remember his faith project for Isaac, what should be his appropriate response? Is somebody still with me tonight? And I'm saying that to challenge somebody there, to challenge somebody online, that God is still a covenant-keeping God. That God is ever faithful and true. That is your shield and your exceeding great reward. And you better believe it. You better believe it. You better believe it. You better believe it because he has a great plan. He has a great plan. And you must trust him to walk in the fullness of his plans. Now, there are things that God must shield you and I from when we're going through, when we hold our faith project. One of such things <laughs> that God must shield you and I from in the season of our faith project. One is alternatives. 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 Because somebody's listening to me right now. The reason why it looks like your faith project has been delayed is because you have started embracing alternatives. You know, I told you I'm going to talk about like three characters. Abraham, Sarah's wife, and Agar. Agar is a symbol of ungodly alternative that brought Ishmael. And whenever we start to introduce alternatives, ungodly alternatives, we elongate our journey. Yeah, we elongate our journey. We elongate our journey. When you live in a place like Nigeria, alternatives abound. Yeah. Alternatives abound. There are uh, inappropriate ways, for the want of a better word, corrupt ways of getting many things done. Ungodly ways of achieving many things. And when you choose to go for it, what's going to happen is Destiny will be delayed. Destiny will be delayed. May your destiny not be delayed. Amen. Oh, can I get a better amen? amen? Somebody tonight, I need to stop to quickly say this. The reason why you are connected to this service right now, or that you are watching this right now, is because God wants to break the hold of one ungodly alternative. You are getting used to it. Let's get in the word. Let's get in the word quickly. Let's get in the word. Uh, Genesis 16 from verse 1. Now, before I get into Genesis 16 and verse 1, in Genesis 15, where we started from, God showed up, introduced himself to Abraham, but in verse 2, what Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me seeing I go childless? And the hair of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Then Abraham, uh, then Abraham said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house. This was a faith project at that time. One born in my house. What will you give me seeing that I go childless? 
can I pause here to say this? That part of the reason why some faith projects also fail is that people ask the wrong questions. Yeah. Abraham here, you know, could have been complaining to God or saying, God, why is my own like this? Yeah. Is there somebody from the village? Abraham could have said anything. You know, Abraham was, he came from a family of idol worshippers. I don't know if you know. Yeah. And he could have said, is it uh, that idol that my father used to worship that is causing this? You know, in Abraham's conversation with God, it was about him and God, nothing else. God, you can do this. What are you going to do for me? What will you do seeing that I go childless? And God started to speak to him. And the Bible says in verse 4, Behold, the word of the Lord came to Abraham. This one shall not be your hair, but one who will come from your own body shall be your hair. You know, and all that. And God brought him out and showed him new things. And says, so shall your descendant be. And he believed the Lord. And the Bible says it was accounted unto him for righteousness. This, at this point, was when Abraham became born again. Because this was when, you know, in, in Romans that we, we read, that Abraham became a righteous man by faith. This was when it happened. When Abraham, the Bible says Abraham believed God. You see, anything that happens after now, was happening to a righteous man. In Genesis 16, Abraham misbehaved. But don't forget that Abraham became righteous here. God is not essentially expecting perfection from you and I. He just wants us to continue to walk with him. And then we're going to learn the rope as we walk with him. Are you still with me today? I said, are you still with me? So, at this point, God had some talk with Abraham the moment all this encounter ended, as powerful as this encounter, you know the end of this encounter? God told Abraham what was going to happen to his generations. It was a deep encounter. Somebody you have had encounters at recharge. Your Genesis 16 is coming. Verse 1. What happens there is that somebody will introduce Genesis 16 and verse 1. Now, Sarah, Abraham's wife, after Genesis 15 encounter, now Sarah, Abraham's wife, had borne him no children, and she had an Egyptian maid called Agar. And it's in this Genesis, after all, you see, Genesis 15 was filled with encounter. Yeah. The moment the encounter ended, and Abraham believed God, and was accounted to him for righteousness. Genesis 16, Agar brought an alternative. Somebody say alternative. Say, may the Lord deliver me from alternatives that will not glorify him, that will not fulfill his purpose, that will not lead to the fulfillment of my destiny. You're not saying it like you believe. Say, may the Lord deliver me from ungodly alternatives that will not deliver my destiny. The next thing was this ungodly alternative showed up it showed up and you would think based on all the encounter that Abraham had had 
immediately Abraham should say no God spoke to me the least he can say is God spoke to me in chapter 15 <laughs> there's nothing like that really but you, you understand what I'm saying we don't know how much time lapsed between those two chapters but God spoke to him he had an encounter God showed him stuff so shall your descendant be you know and all that but all of a sudden boom that became something that was irrelevant and Abraham went into an ungodly alternative but yet God was still watching over him the second thing that I want you to be careful about when I say ungodly alternative is that vision leaks revelation dries up yeah whether you like it or not we're not going to be a retired forever it ends on Sunday yeah how are you going to continue to top up all the revelation and the vision that you have received whatever happened between Genesis 15 and Genesis 16 Abraham's vision had depleted yeah the authenticity of the revelation the the graphic images that God showed him when he took him out in Genesis 15 and said look it was it, the thing has become blurry I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying yeah can you hear me talk to your neighbor say vision leaks say revelation can diminish yeah it's not a constant asset yeah it, it has you know it, it can diminish You have been loaded this week. Let the new vision, the new revelation, your new status, the new understanding that you have gotten not evaporate from your heart. That's what I'm saying. Because the moment it starts to diminish that I don't see myself again as father of many nations, I don't, you know, <laughs> all the words that have been spoken diminish. That's what leads to the embrace of godly alternatives. Yeah. Anytime you see somebody starts to walk into a bit of doubt, the devil will bring ungodly alternatives that you should embrace. But I pray for you tonight. I pray for you tonight that my God will shield you from embracing ungodly alternatives in the name of Jesus. I pray for somebody here tonight. That my God, uh, we, 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 uh, we, we shield you. So when he introduced himself to Abraham as your shield and your exceeding great reward, it is for two reasons. One, as your shield, he wants to shield your vision. He wants to shield the revelation. He wants to shield the dream that he has put in your heart. Vision leaks. Revelation can diminish. It can become blurry. But when God is shielding you, you will not fade. The picture he has put in your heart will not fade. Can I hear a better amen? amen? Somebody, you have believed God for something. This season, as you embrace God as your shield and your exceeding great reward, instead of the vision becoming blurry, it will become sharper. In the name of Jesus. You know, many years ago, I used to have pictures. You know, my pastor taught us that that will pick from the internet or somewhere, and you pick somewhere, you'll be looking at it. You'll be looking at it. Imagine after that encounter with God, 
if only Abraham had a camera and he took picture of the sky, the stars, and put it beside his bed and be looking. When Sarah came and said, okay, now like this we go the day. He said, no, now like that we go the day. See stars, see this. Yeah. You can even scoop some sand from the seashore and just put it in one corner. They say, what is this? Don't sweep it, though. Every time I look at that sand, I remember the encounter that I had. Yeah. You know, some, some for, for your faith project to remain, there are certain landmarks. It's like you freeze the moment. Like a picture. You understand? You know what we call still picture? It helps you to steal a moment. Like I'm, I'm like this now. If you take my picture, that's how I'm going to be. If I move in that picture, throw it away. Because an enemy has done that. <laughs> I don't know if you get what I'm saying. If it's like this, and somebody snap me now. Photographer, can you come? If you have a just snap me like this. That's how, when the picture comes out, this is how I'm going to be. So if I put it somewhere and I'm looking at it, whatever that means is I'm reminded of it all the time. The problem most of the time is that people don't keep mental pictures of the things that God is saying. You are seeing yourself in New York. Somebody here listening to me tonight. If all you have to do is to find background of New York and take picture there and be looking at it, that fake project must come to pass. In the name of Jesus, nothing will steal that dream from your heart again. In the name of Jesus. It's important that somebody understands this. That vision leak. And when that starts to happen, ungodly alternatives can easily show up. And what ungodly alternatives do is to try to just keep someone at a level that God has already gone past in your life. Glory be to Jesus. I said glory be to Jesus. So, let me add something else to this. In Genesis, <laughs> in, in, in Genesis 16, you see a revelation of God to an unlikely person, an unlikely person, and this time around, I'm saying this prophetically to somebody here tonight, and I believe uh, that there's grace here tonight to be able to pray over you. I don't know who you are, but God knows you, whether you're in the room or you're online. Anyone who has been a victim of other people's mistake. Yeah. A victim of other people's mistake. God told me to pray over you, and I'm going to do that. Yeah. Abraham and Sarah, in their low vision state, in their confused state, made a mistake. But somebody was a victim of that mistake. 
her name happened to be Agar. Ladies and gentlemen, Agar did not beg to sleep with Abraham. Agar did not ask for a child. Agar was just doing her own thing and they brought her into their confusion. And at the end of the day, she had to bear the brunt of their lack of alignment with God. Sometimes you are working with someone. The person is misbehaving. It's your boss. But when the repercussion will come, it's coming on you. Yeah. So, so, somebody, you know, is trying to cheat on his wife <laughs> and then <laughs> came to you. May God help you escape such people so that you won't be a victim of their confusion. <laughs> somebody doesn't understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Somebody can be working in a church as an associate pastor and the pastor is outside of God's will and because of that the person's life can no longer move forward you know we say a lot of the time that leaders are lead they can put a lead on an organization that, that there's a way so a, a person can be that just because of other people's confusion you don't have anything to do with it it doesn't have anything to do with you it's just and i'm not saying i'm not giving an excuse for you you know and god knows that what has caused a delay in your life is not because of anything that you did that was the story of Agar. but god who is faithful and true will show up for a lady that is not in a covenant but she at least has a seed of Abraham inside her. When God will show up for the first time as Elroy, Genesis 16, Elroy. What's the meaning of Elroy? Because we're talking about a covenant keeping God. Let me show you something there. Verse 9. Verse 9 of Genesis 16. The angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress. And submit yourself under her hand. That was eager. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, I will multiply your descendants exceedingly so that they shall not be counted for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Behold, you are with a child and you shall bear a son and you shall call his name Ishmael because the Lord has heard your affliction. And it shall be a wild man, you know, and all that. Uh, let, let's go to verse 13. Then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees. For she said, Have I also here seen him who sees me? Therefore, the well was called bear Lahai Rohi. Observe, said it is between Kadesh and Bered. Now, listen to this. Agar got a revelation, a covenant name. I'm speaking to somebody here tonight. If Agar, who mistakenly got into to have just a bit of covenant trait, God could go out of his way because, you know, we call him the covenant keeping God. 
This was an Egyptian slave girl. <laughs> if God will go out of his way to reveal himself to her as the covenant-keeping God, as the God who sees, to the end that Agar will say, I have seen the God who sees me. I've come to announce to you on behalf of God tonight that God sees you. That heroin is working in your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Can I pray over anyone here who has felt forgotten or abandoned? Yeah. You, have, you, you, you just feel maybe forgotten or abandoned. I speak over you today. From this point, you're going to start to have encounters with Elrohi. The God who sees you will start to show up in your life. I said, the God who sees you will start to show up in your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I announce to you by the Spirit of the living God that you are not abandoned, that you are not forgotten, that my God from this moment starts to show up in your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Have your say, quickly. One thing that you must see from the life of Agar was that when the God revealed himself as the God who sees, it was with an instruction. Anyone who feels abandoned can become, you know, um, how do I put it now? Can become desperate. Yeah, can become desperate. I'm speaking to somebody here right now about to jump out of a marriage. Somebody who is about to jump out of a place of divine positioning. God told Agar, go back to Abraham's house. There's only a place that you must deliver this child so that the full effect of the covenant can come upon the child. If you deliver this child outside of the house of Abraham, uh, this child cannot fulfill destiny. Yeah. So you go back to Abraham's house, the place that I've planted you, and it's in that place that the fullness of what I have in mind will happen. Do you know that when Agar went back to Abraham's house, when eventually they wanted to send her out, God did not oppose it again. Because the assignment has been done. When you feel invis invisible, you feel forgotten, you feel abandoned in the process of your faith project, sometimes you become desperate. So can I speak to somebody who is about to jump out of a job without instruction? Can I speak to somebody who is about to jump out of Nigeria without instruction? Can I speak to somebody who is about to jump out of a marriage without instruction? That Eroi sees you and he wants you to walk with him. He wants you to walk with him. It's time to walk with God. He is a covenant keeper. If he could reveal himself to a slave girl, then what about you, a bonafide son or daughter? Somebody lift your two hands. Say, Father, reveal yourself in my life as the God who sees me. As the God who sees me. 
I want you to mention something that you, be, you, you feel that God is not seeing. Because <laughs> it looks like God is not seeing this one. Say, Lord, <laughs> I accept tonight that you are the God who sees. And you are seeing this thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Agar must have been feeling, how did I get here? I, I, I didn't ask for this. And somebody may be saying the same thing tonight. I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask to be in this situation. I didn't ask to be born into a single family. Yeah. I didn't ask to be. But God says, I'm Elroy. I see you. I see you right where you are. Right where you are. Will you lift your two hands again? Say, Father, reveal yourself as the God who sees me. As the God who sees me. Say, give me a fresh revelation of Elroy. Keep your covenant, Jesus. Keep your covenant with me. Reveal yourself in a new dimension. Say it again. Say, reveal yourself in a new dimension. Say, reveal yourself in a new dimension. Glory be to Jesus. I said, glory be to Jesus. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. He said, my covenant I will not break. Neither will I alter the things that have gone out of my mouth. I say this to somebody here tonight. God said to reassure you that he will not break his covenant with you. For someone before July is over, I say this by the Spirit of God. Before July is over, before July is over, my God will manifest in your life as the God who sees you. He sees that situation. He sees that predicament. And as you start to ask the right questions, as you start to engage in by his spirit, <laughs> you will gain a new direction. The same God who redirected Agar back to Abraham's house is shifting you back to base, ordering somebody's step, showing you the next place to go, showing you what to return to, showing you what to focus on. In the name of the Lord Jesus. have just a couple more minutes but I need to pray for like three kinds of people anyone who does not have a faith project currently it means that maybe you don't have a walk with God because if you have a walk with God there's always a faith project but I want to pray for you anyone with abandoned faith projects I want to pray for you project that are stored and when I mean faith project please understand this like I said before your faith project can be physical tangible thing some of that time your faith project is to walk away from a life of sin and that sin has been holding you for too long for some of that person you know uh, uh, the, 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 the faith project as in it could be anything at all 
thirdly, I want to pray for people who feel abandoned like Agar. And lastly, we'll pray for people whose faith are seriously shaking. Time will not permit me, you know, the third um, character that I should have spoken about was Sarah. Because in Genesis 17, Sarah laughed. Yeah. After all that thing that they did, alternative, God then showed up again in Genesis 17 and said, let's start again. And this time around, uh, Oga was already 99. Madame was also, and God is saying, this faith project is for you to know me. And we have not reached the end of it. Let's start again. They laughed. Anyone that influence of my voice, your faith has been shaken or broken concerning a particular situation. I'm not talking in every area. Because at this time, when it comes to prosperity, Abraham did not have any problem. He had seen God manifest. In fact, you could never convince Abraham at, as a Genesis 17 that it could be broke again in his life. But that one faith project that is very pivotal to God's <laughs> plan. Why is it pivotal? If Abraham failed on that, it will be difficult for Christ to come. Because according to the order of God, Abraham was the one that would give permission for God to send Christ. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. The same way Abraham gave that son of promise. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. It was what God reciprocated in Christ. That was how pivotal that faith project was. Somebody is carrying a faith project that will touch your generation not unborn. I mean, not yet born. Somebody is carrying a faith project that can turn a nation around, but you don't understand it, so you are treating it anyhow. That one singular faith project was bigger than every other thing that Abraham will work with God with. Because that was what gave permission. Yeah. The giving of Christ, John 3.16, was reciprocation of Abraham's gesture. Yeah, Isaac. That was why when Abraham surrendered Isaac, it was the final thing God has been waiting for. God swore over his life. He said, because you have done this, and you did not we, we, we told your son, your only son, in blessing, I will bless you. You know, God swore over his life because that was what gave the last permission. For See, when God had been saying in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. That was it. <laughs> that was it. It was that last faith project that brought that to be. Somebody lift your hands with me today. Whatever faith project, whatever pivotal thing, whatever destiny related thing that you need to trust God for this season. Not everything is a matter of destiny. But there are some things that are matters of destiny. Life and death matters. Matters that will secure a generation uh, like the faith project of Noah. If Noah will not build the ark, a whole human race will have been wiped out completely. Not every faith project is at the same level. I'm awakening something here tonight about destiny-sensitive faith projects that have been abandoned 
where every other thing is hanging on it. Somebody, your faith project is just to believe God and move to a location or start something new. And destinies are hanging in the balance. Your fourth generation is connected to it. Lift your two hands to Jesus everywhere. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. I see a shift. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. As we pray in the Holy Ghost, I see your faith being boosted. I see the, the, the vision becoming brighter. I see faded pictures becoming brighter. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. I see strength coming upon you as you pray in the Holy Ghost. As you pray in the Holy Ghost, I see somebody who, who feels abandoned. Somebody who feels abandoned. A revelation of heroin is coming to you right now. Right now. Right where you are. Right where you are. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. One more minute, pray in the Holy Ghost. Strength. Strength. That project will no longer be delayed. It will no longer fail. That critical faith project. Thirty more seconds. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Some things can fail and destiny will not be hindered. But some other things are destiny sensitive. They are too destiny sensitive to fail in your hand. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Lift your two hands with me, everyone. I pray for everyone here, everyone online who is living like Adam, unaware of critical faith projects, destiny projects. I decree and declare from this moment, may heaven give you encounters that will open you up to new faith projects. I said, may heaven grant you encounters that will open your heart to critical faith projects. You will no longer be ignorant of destiny sensitive projects. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Everyone who may have failed projects in your hand that are critical to destiny. Not every project can fail and destiny will still be fulfilled. I pray over you tonight. 
the mercy of God comes upon your life. There's a divine redirection. The God who showed up to Agar as the God who sees you. That same God gives you an encounter this season. That will relocate you back to purpose. That will relocate you back to destiny. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Critical things will no longer elude you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I decree and declare that the hold of confusion is broken. Everyone who is a victim of other people's error, other people's mistake, I decree and declare over you the God who is ROE, a covenant keeping God who sees the innocence of your heart in the name of Jesus, that God restores you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Your destiny will no longer be controlled by the errors of other people. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. We speak over every faith that is broken. Faith that is shattered. We speak life to you. In the name of Jesus. Receive the life of God. I said receive the life of God. Upon your heart. In the name of Jesus. Receive strength in your innermost being. You are not of them that draw back unto perdition. You are of them that believe in the saving of a soul. That shall be your testimony. I said that shall be your testimony. In the precious name of Jesus. Somebody wave those hands to Jesus. Wave those hands to Jesus. Wave those hands to Jesus.